Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We're in here talking about concert reviews. If you've ever flown first class, how octopuses are aliens. We're talking about all that stuff before we hop on the mic. As usual, it gets a little crazy in the Planet Kia studios when Wesson Walker are on the mic. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Thanks for hanging out with us from 12 to 3 p.m. right before Kyle Bailey comes on and is with you from 3 to 6 p.m. We want to hear from you. As always, 704-570-9610. The text line is 704-570-9610. I just threw all the content out at you. I just peppered you with a whole bunch of random questions. Let's go ahead and get off the bus, and let's hear what Wes has to say about his concert review. He's wearing the shirt. 50 Cent is looking straight at me, and I love to see it. Let's get off the bus, Fiddy. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! you're wearing the concert shirt i did want to ask the people we've had a lot of concert questions on this show we love music so we throw it to the people as well when i went to the erica badu concert of course you're going to have all your areas where they're selling the t-shirts i've never been one to make sure i get the shirt Uh uh-huh but here you are wearing the 50 cent with busta rhymes and i forgot that jeremiah was going over there too yes fitty you like jeremiah look at you look at you smiling Mm -hmm. he peeked from behind the desk. He said, Jeremiah? Okay. Wow. Okay, that's a surprise for the day. It is, but I did know that fact. Surprisingly so, yes. Fiddy is a Jeremiah fan. How was the concert? How was the shirt game? What did you think about it? Well, let me tell you, for one, this is the unofficial merchandise. I got it from outside of the show. You know, the hustlers (laughs) with their t-shirts. That's the best way. Because I was a little bit disappointed with the t-shirts that they had available. Uh, I I wanted a little bit better selection, especially if you're going to charge me $45. I do like that shirt, though. I appreciate it. No, it's good. I got it. It it, it was one of my favorite 50 cent pitches, and then it had the tour dates on the back, just like the ones inside the venue had. So I said, yeah, this is good value. Anyway, to get to the show, Um, it was. 50 Cent. Well, let me start first. Jeremiah came on. We came in Ooh, at the end of that. This sounds like the film. second underwhelming concert no, experience. No, in no, a row. no, okay, no, 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 okay, no. Okay. All okay. right. But, so Busta Rhymes came out second. You know, Busta Rhymes is one of my all time favorites, one of my 10 favorite rappers. I was a little disappointed with Busta Rhymes. I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, he did a lot of talking, which was funny. He was pretty funny. But the, the song, his set was too short. Then he didn't hit on some of my absolute favorites. Which I'm, I'm all right with that, but man, I didn't get wooha, and I'm like, yeah. how, do, how, yeah. how, how, how? It's tough. How does that not happen? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know he's not gonna be able to move like he used to. Buster's an older cat. He's a little bigger. The gut's pretty big. But as far as just him being able to move around, I'm not expecting a dungeon dragon. But you gotta give me wow. wooha, man. Yeah, it's my favorite. You gotta give me wooha. But he did give the scenario verse. He did hit Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See Early. Okay. Yeah, He so he hit some joints. The hypest I was was when he did Break Your Neck. Well, and I'll tell you this, man. As far as, like, 
some of the hardest verses without even having the hardest content, if that makes sense. I think Busta's scenario verse yeah. gets you going crazy. When when that hits, that was was that Busta's here moment? Like, oh yeah, I, for I, sure. I'm like here, for and there's sure. nobody. That's that when everybody knew that he was a superstar God. in the making. That was insane. Yeah. So then, right, um, wait 20, 25 minutes, and then Curtis comes out, aka Fifty Cent. <laughs> for one, the production value was outstanding. He had his his set took up probably the majority of the stage. It was like 3D backgrounds, and they changed like with every song. He had like 10, 12 dances. He had a live band that was like 15 feet above his head. The production value was just A+. plus. I was blown away, and I'm a production nerd, sound nerd, all that stuff, so I'm just enamored with this stuff. I did not expect it to be that elaborate, that well done. It was so fire. So then he goes through about an hour, 10 minutes, Ripping through a lot of the songs that I love. He brings the baby out because he's in Charlotte. The baby comes out for four songs, comes out to Suge. The crowd loses it. Uh, and then at the end of the show, and I mean, he's got pyrotechnics. He's got confetti. Yeah. He's got smoke. He's got it all. And then at the end of the show, they said, you know, if you want some more 50, whatever, whatever chance. So they start doing a call and response. He comes back out. Most people, when they do an encore, you get maybe three, four songs. He comes out and does about 10 or 12. Oh, wow. And he's ripping through. Mainstream Fitty is done at this point. He's ripping through the cuts. He's giving me mixtape cuts. He's giving me the deep album cuts off Get Rich or Die Trying. When he did Poor Little Rich, when he hit that, I let my watch talk for a man, my whip talk for, I lost it. Mm. And being out in the lawn, I got space to lose it. I'm rapping the songs as if I'm him. I'm sweating. I'm rapping every word. Then when he did back down. Oh. Mm. The back down? Are you kidding me? Wankster? Ryder? <laughs> yeah. So, oh. Yeah. No, I. It, it was over. You know what? I don't know why I'm getting so much secondhand joy from this, but it's infiltrating oh, my body. You're It was is. one of the best performances. I'm debating. It's probably the best performance I've seen and I've seen DMX three times I've seen Jay-Z I've seen Big Pun well you've seen Jay-Z before mm -hmm. I saw Jay-Z on Hard Knock Life Tour when they came back in the day they, they shot the movie backstage mm -hmm. uh, with documentary if you ever get a chance watch that the documentary yeah. of Hard Knock Life Tour I did see that. And yeah. I got to meet him after the show. He signed a, a poster for me. Yeah, I got to go backstage. So Coach 704 went last night. He texted in. The show was indeed awesome. Production was crazy and played a long set. I love that you had a great time. Uh, especially and the thing was, the day before, I almost didn't want to go. I was so tired. Just tired. I was so tired. I was like, man, babe, I said, you can just take the tickets. I went with my girl. She did, definitely wasn't feeling the fact. Friends uh -huh. wasn't good enough. She wanted to go with me. Uh -huh. And so uh, the fact that we went, it was one of the best times I had. Her and I had a fantastic time. But the show, man, I mean, Pity just, he ripped it down. That makes me happy when a good concert oh, is happening. I mean, I, and, and one last thing. Like I said, all the, all the different sets kept changing the different settings. Like he had where it could have been like the corner store mm -hmm. like in the hood and like the corner. Or he had like where it was under the bridge and he had the subways and stuff going in the background. But when he did I Whip Your Head and he had the projects in the background and all this was animated like 3D type stuff and the projects were on fire and then there was fire just shooting up everywhere. So 50 Cent gave a good <laughs> encore. He had a great call and response. 
We're calling for the Carolina Panthers to play better in preseason game two. Are they going to respond, Fitty? Are they going to respond? That's my question. That's the segue. Embrace it, baby. Embrace it. Mint Hillbilly, I see you. You want to talk about sports? We'll get to some sports in a moment. Right, because he speaks for everybody. Mint Hillbilly, believe it or not. Mint Hillbilly on the text line. Doesn't want to talk about 50 Cent. And yet he said 50 saved the show. It's all weird and it's all aligned in some weird, mysterious way. We can talk about the Carolina Panthers. I do want to hear some of your 50 Cent conversation. I want to hear some of the 50 texts, 704-570-9610. If you went to the concert last night or if you've seen them before and want to embrace all of the joy that Wes is giving us right now because it is secondhand joy that I'm experiencing. I do want to see the Carolina Panthers perform a lot better. But it is interesting to see some of the comments from Bryce in a way that is like, all right, it's you want to score more points. The the com the comments were pretty basic yesterday. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we we definitely want to score more points. We definitely want to have a better showing on <laughs> offense. It's like, yeah, you guys scored zero. Yeah, you say no bleep, Sherlock. I've got a take, and maybe y'all agree or disagree. When players first get to training camp, they're a lot more open with the media. They want to talk or whatever. Once they play that first meaningless preseason game, it's like the the switch flips and they get in front of a microphone and say absolutely nothing. Do you agree with this? Well, after a loss, I think it is specific because if they win and Bryce Young goes down, first drive is a touchdown throw. He might be a little more descriptive on some of the play calls. He might give you more, but it's the loss, Fitty, to me. I'm with you. I understand. But like, it's that you scored zero. I didn't even realize you had one of these all-time stats, but in hard knocks when I was watching the game between the Jets and the Panthers, it was the biggest blowout that the Jets have ever seen, and they were on the right side of it, of course, winning 27 to nothing. In preseason. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? It's preseason for sure, so and it doesn't matter, yet still, it's a, it's a historic thing that the Jets did, at least within their preseason history. So yeah, Bryce Young probably is going to say, we should score more points. I would love for that to happen against the Giants, although, Wes, you've talked about it. The Giants' defensive line is very good. You still expect to see them perform better, though, right? I hope so. I'm just going to say it like that. I truly do. I hope so. Based off what we saw at that offensive line, I know what the Giants have in that interior. I think that they will, and I hope that they will. I'll I'll say that much because I was going to say, based off Bryce's buttoned-up comments, do you feel like maybe there's a little bit of him deep down inside where he's like, man, I, I sure hope I get better blocking this game because uh, I don't want any of these guys to hit me this time. Oh, I don't know how you can. <laughs> I think every quarterback in the world yeah. wants to have better blocking. I, I Look, if there's a quarterback out there that takes a beating because the offensive line isn't blocking for him, then they're going to go to the podium. They're probably going to say the right thing. They're probably going to hide a lot of what is their true feelings. But what their true feelings are, are, yeah, block. Pick up the blitz. Don't get beat on a stunt. I mean, I'm sure all these quarterbacks are thinking that deep down because, yeah, if you're Bryce Young, while we agree that he's in a pretty good situation coming into this season compared to most other first overall picks because the Carolina Panthers quite literally were not the worst football team last year. 
there's still a decent amount of pressure on the guy because that's what yeah. comes with that first election. Isn't it just ironic that Wes wants Bryce to be more vocal about his offensive line play? But uh, No, I didn't say that. You know, when we heard a one Aaron Rodgers <laughs> tell his offensive lineman to bleep and block, it was... Where'd you get that from? Let me Homer Simpson I just said, bushes. do you think that he's worried about what could be coming on Friday night deep down? And maybe that's why he's so buttoned up. I didn't say anything. Bryce would never do with that pompous, arrogant thrower under the bus of teammates. It crossed your mind. God complex. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, you know, I'm doing a good job of abbreviating myself so I don't get dumped here. No, when I heard pompous, the the next word we all know would come after that. If we weren't on the mic, you guys already know what would have been coming. That's a word that the FCC doesn't allow. And we all kind of, are you going to hit the dumb button? Hey, look, can anybody block out here? see his comments about the offensive line too like at the podium not in hard knocks but he was talking about the offensive line it was a big topic of discussion on first take today it was Dan Orlovsky Harry Douglas they were talking about the Jets offensive line how much they should be worried about it they showed the comments from Robert Sala and then they showed some comments from Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers was saying look nobody's earned this I don't feel a crazy sense of urgency right now to know who the starting offensive line is but if we're a week out maybe I actually put my opinion out there and the coaching staff will know about it. But it was very weird. Like, I I couldn't get a grip on what Rodgers was truly thinking and maybe that's just me. But it seemed like he wanted to say something about the offensive line. But he is towing that line of not wanting to do too much, not be a complete 100% diva, but also like, I still want what I want. And now they're talking about them going out there getting Bakhtiari. But if I was one of his linemen, I would get up there and talk in subliminals like he he loves to get up there and say, man, I wish, you know, we could block a little better, get a little more consistent. I'd get up there and say, man, I wish we had a quarterback that didn't always choke in the playoffs and that uh, didn't throw people under the bus all the time. That'd be great for the locker room. Thank right. you. You're gonna Thank like, you. You're going to like this text, not only because the text name is Big Deke. I Energy see the name. Man, yes, I love it. But also he wrote in Karen Rodgers. Yep. I like that. I know you do. I figured you'd like both. I figured you'd like both. It's despicable, <laughs> Fitty. It is despicable that you have such a different opinion now. But yes, Bryce would never do such a thing. <laughs> no, he would not. Um, all right, let's uh, continue to talk a little more about the Carolina Panthers moving on to their game two against the New York Giants. How worried are you about the mounting injuries? And do we have a clear report on Terrace Marshall Jr.? It's a monster year for him as far as the pressure surrounding Terrace Marshall Jr. We'll get to that in a moment. It's Wes and Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wes 
Jason Walker on Sports Radio. You're listening to 92.7 WFNZ. I want to go through a couple of texts because, again, as we opened up the show, I threw a lot at you. We were talking about animals that are aliens. Coach Polly said, damn cats are aliens if any species is. I love that text. I can hear the <laughs> attitude in Coach Polly's right? voice. Those damn cats. Clearly a dog person. Totally with you there, Coach Polly. Michael, the 49er fan, our boy, he said octopi, asterisk, asterisk. It's not true. People like to say it's octopi, but it's not. The multiple, the plural of octopus is octopuses. And we'll move on. 704 said, Scenario is my all-time favorite song. I love that he did that. Love it. Uh, Jack said, I can't bring myself to watch this episode of Hard Knocks because Wes is ruining it for everyone talking about Aaron Rodgers being a total jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I call it like I see it. We're Mm -hmm. here to break down the content, man. I would still advise you to watch it, though, and then just keep keep a paper bag near you in case you need to vomit. So my girlfriend is getting on Hard Knocks for the first time, too. Totally with you about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Can't stand him. Yeah. I mean, cannot yeah, stand him. And then him. his little smirk and the way he talks, too, like his cadence, it, it gives off douchebag vibes. Well, He's and, like, and well, look, you know. Joe Ovius <laughs> is not wrong when he's talking about just how focused it is on Aaron Rodgers and the way they're portraying him. Look, I'm not naive to the game. You got to focus on the Hall of Fame QB that's playing for a team for the first time ever. I understand you're going to focus on that a lot. That would be naive of me to believe they're going to go focus on some of the other athletes. But they are portraying him as like he can't do any wrong. Right. Everything's on the positive. Like you get, can we agree on that, Fiddy, or not? You're still not here. I mean, like here's my and look. This I don't I don't mean to get personal. <laughs> your your girlfriend went to Virginia. Mm-hmm. And she has to defend another pompous man, which is Tony Bennett. And see if you catch what I'm about to do here. What uh, what ground does she have to stand on to criticize another man? You should say what grounds. You should say what grounds does she have mm-hmm. to stand well, you on. See, you see, grounds, there's no such thing as grounds. It's just the ground. Uh, it's ground I, actually, is the word. <laughs> and and, oh, dude, by the way, you brought up Joe Ovius. I cut that interview up last night. Mm-hmm. We do in the moment he was on one. Would you go back and listen to it? I'm not saying he had an agenda, but he had to get some stuff off his chest. My headphones were a little hot. The fire was coming through. <laughs> My ears had to put some sunscreen on them just a little bit to protect myself from all the hotness that was coming from Joe Ovius. You can go check that out on our website, WFNZ.com. Again, just click the Wes and Walker tab. Very easy to find. And last text I want to get to, Jack, he's going uh, to defend Busta here. He's like, Wes, come on, man. Busta's 60 years old, okay? Like, he's and, he's going to be slowing down a little bit. And I gave him that grace for sure. I just... <laughs> thought the set was too short i wanted to hear some more of my favorite tracks from him but mm-hmm. he could have really brought it all together had he given me Wuha. so no you're totally right you know you and i both love yeah. Wuha. it is a great instrumental yeah, to bring it back i've been using Wuha for a instrumental a rejoin for a long time but this happened to me with most deaf it feels like we had very similar experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the rappers from like what late 80s but then 90s and yeah. then a little 2000 busta's longevity is incredible yeah. but that's going into specifics but yeah i had the same experience most deaf was talking a lot it just didn't seem like he was his full heart was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Buster, like I said, he talked a lot. And he was very funny. Like he thanked Charlotte for yeah. being with them along the way, and he talked about his accomplishments. And you know, he was very funny in those regards. Like I said, for me, you know, just give me woo ha. But also to his set compared to Fifty, I'm like, man, you are one of the all timers. I thought Buster's set would have been a little more elaborate too, as far as what he had, especially to make up for the fact that you're not going to be jumping around and give us the energy you once did. 
give us something in the background to make up for that. Yeah, I don't. Maybe maybe we're not putting enough thought into what Jack is saying because we're trying to give him some grace. But yeah, maybe we're not giving him enough here. Wes. <laughs> I mean, sixty years old. It is different. Like sixty. Oh, let's see how old he is. Exactly. Yeah, you can look it up, and we can continue to talk about the Carolina Panthers a little bit. Yes. Uh, Coach seven hundred four said, "I agree, Wes. I've seen Busta put on a much better show." All right, so yeah, maybe he's fifty one. Oh, okay. That's different. Yeah, I know he wasn't that old. I That's know he different. wasn't 60. I know he was exaggerating. I mean, 50 is not as old. Um, but I did see, by the way, DJ Ace, our boy, mm-hmm. interviewed Busta. Did you see that? No, I got to check it out. Posted a photo. Mad jealous. Would mm-hmm. love if we had that chance. But yeah. also cool for Ace to be able to interview Busta. That is, man. That Now, that is tremendous. And he was pretty hyped about it. Yeah, at least in his, should. his social media post. He's a legend among legends. We've talked about this before, too. Here's a good question. And we could even do this for the text line. I think we've talked about it before. But most famous person you met for the text line? Most famous person you met? 704-570-9610. Most famous person that we've ever interviewed? I always go default Ice Cube because Mm. he hits a lot of different demographics now. Especially, okay, so you have Gangsta Rap coming up with N.W.A., and then this is the same dude that's rolling with um, Are We There Yet? Okay? Now he's even diving into sports with the big three tournament. He's in a lot of different categories, plus Ice Cube for me, it was special. That's by that's the most famous person I've ever Are we going in a context to where like like I said, you got to interview him, and so yes, I okay. think for us, it's so the, you get a yeah. little bit of a lengthy conversation with him, or are you saying just in passing you, that you met. I, I'm not going to put limits on you, man. Okay. You know, we try to do this with the whole ACC thing. It's better just to not put limits. Okay, just well, whatever you want. Um, does anything come to mind? Oh yeah, for sure. When I went to Hard Knock Life tour, I got to go backstage, man, and it was pretty cool. I was very now I did pout a little bit because I didn't get to see Red Man and Method Man. That's who I really wanted. To oh see. yeah, but I did cool. see Ja Rule before he was Ja Rule. All he had was the verse on "Can I Get It" at that point, and I did get to meet and greet Jay Z, and he did sign a, a picture for me at that time. Oh. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, that's kind of a bucket list item for me. Yeah, man. And then, you know what? My oh, ungrateful God, behind yes. at that time, I was still upset that it wasn't red and math. I was like, man, I just get to meet Jay-Z. Nah, man. This is, we were talking <laughs> about what you would spend a ton of money on as far as a concert. Remember when Beyonce was in town and it mm-hmm. was like 300 just to get of the utmost nosebleed section. Mm-hmm. And Jay Z was the one that I would think about. Yeah, man. Just cut that's and you got a you got an autograph or is it just like got old and dusty with him and for a second? I wish I still had it. It was like a are you serious? Per- <laughs> are you so, hold on? Hold yeah, on one second. Yeah, yeah. You have you no? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You had mm-hmm. a Jay Z autograph mm-hmm. that you just. You know, got like probably some mustard stain on it in the trash somewhere. <laughs> yeah, man, it's probably I mean, disintegrated. Because at the time, I mean, he wasn't—he was still a, a a very very famous rapper. But you didn't foresee all of this coming. Well, I thought he made this. the Forbes list, two point five billion. Nobody foresaw this. He was just Jay Z, one of the biggest what rappers in the it? game. This was Hard Knock Tour. Hard Knock Life came out. Man, I was in high school. So this had to be like ninety eight, I think. It's still after reasonable doubt, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, and the man, worst part was I was complaining. Tough. I was like, man, I just get to meet Jay-Z. Oh, I mean, the timing, <laughs> it is earlier than I thought. That one hurts me, to be honest with you. That hurts me. That's like a lot of people writing it about how their mom threw yeah, out their baseball cards. 
Yeah, that one hurts. All right, we'll, we'll go. We're getting a lot of text. I want to read all of those. I a big pun, too. I want to give the text their day. That one, you know, <laughs> big pun. Not the greatest human in the world, but yes. he can rap. He yes. can rap for sure. Yes. Uh, we can go to some of these texts because we're getting a lot of them. want to read all of them. We're getting some great mentions. Again, 704-570-9610. If you hold on tight, we're going to try to get to most of them after we give you a little bit of the Carolina Panther conversation. Because there might be a little reason to worry. Just a bit, Wes. Getting some injuries here. Terrace Marshall Jr., he's injured with a back problem right now. Not a lot of clarity for a couple of days. I think Sheena Quick is the reporter that mm-hmm. put out that she had that he had a back injury. We don't know when he's going to come back. Still not the most clear of reports. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders mm-hmm. could be missing the rest of the preseason. I saw Josh Norris, who is a fantasy football guru, put out there, hey, maybe this actually brings Chuba Hubbard a little bit more into the game plan week one against Atlanta if they're trying to nurse Miles Sanders back from injury. So a couple of skill guys there. We know about right guard with Austin Corbett. Absolutely not going to be coming back. And the guy that we feel the best about replacing Corbett, well, he's coming off of an injury, and Chandler Savala, who we'll talk a little bit more about as well. How worried are you that guys are banged up, nothing long-term, but guys are a little banged up heading into the regular season? Well, Miles Sanders did play in all 17 games last season, started 15, but before that, he was 12 games each of the previous two seasons. And so he was a guy that before I remember when he would come up in fantasy drafts, I'd be like, man, Miles Sanders gets hurt all the time. So you don't want to see that, especially from a Pro Bowl running back that you brought in that's going to help your rookie running back and hopefully keeping him out of the preseason will have him fresh as a daisy. Uh, word to Doc Holliday. I like that. Ready to go in the regular season. Then you're still talking, and they say Andy Dalton's being kept out, Eddie Pinheiro, uh, Cade Mays, and then uh, we talked about TMJ to where we know kind of what it is. It's one of those kind of, but we don't know how bad it is. So he tweaked his back. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich isn't giving us a timetable. If a coach doesn't give you a timetable, that's a little scary mm-hmm. just because they're still trying to get information on it. I guess it still could be positive. But if we don't have a timetable, it also means, well, man, they could just want to err on the side of caution and then hold him out. Which, if this is true, even with as big of a season that's coming up for TMJ, you don't want to put him out there in preseason and risk further injury because this is going to be a top four wide receiver with Chenault as your gadget guy. So I I hope that TMJ is ready to go by week one, but we just don't know. And back injuries specifically are, are worrisome, for sure. Like soft tissue injuries, we know about the ACL, that stuff will hold you out long term. But a nagging back injury, that scares me because a lot of the times, man, those things don't go away. You know, I mean, now it doesn't mean that that's going to be the case here, but back injuries can linger a lot longer than maybe initial timetables suggest. So I I hope hopefully he's going to be okay. But the injuries, yeah, there's guys starting to be a little banged up here. Yeah. And so you don't want that coming into the season with all of the goodwill that you've had. Uh, and, and that's my only thing is that hopefully all most are these guys, most of these guys are back, if not all of them by the time the season comes. We know that, um, you know, some of them may not, but that's the thing with so much goodwill that's gone into this team the entire offseason. You don't want to see it ruined by preseason injuries and then you have to come into uh, the season half cocked. You want to come into that thing ready to go from day one and hit the ground running as best that you can. You know, towards the middle of the season and towards the end of the season, there will be some attrition because that's just the nature of the beast. 
But other than that, uh, you know, you don't want to see things starting to mount up now in preseason. All right. So we know about some of the injuries. Hopefully everybody can be okay going forward and get back sooner rather than later. Bryce Young, we would love to see a better outing for him. Not that he was particularly bad in game one, but we just didn't see a whole lot of opportunity. The guy was getting hit all across the board. The first throw he ever had, he gets put on the ground because Iki Aquanu gets beat. And then after that, more pressure came. You had the right guard position and shambles. And it doesn't look like they're going to have as much rotation at the right guard spot in this game tomorrow against the Giants. Let's hear from Bryce Young, that guy that took all that pressure. He discussed how the whole team has responded to the tape from the Jets game. They all realized they need to get better. We all looked at, you know, the result of what happened and, you know, we're watching the film. And again, that's not who we want to be. That's not what we want to put on tape. So I think, um, you know, they have just like I have, just like the running backs, receivers, tight ends, uh, defense, everyone as a team, you know, we've all looked in the mirror. We've all responded. And I think we've all, you know, we had to learn from the tape. It's, you know, it's not great tape you want to watch, but you have to go watch it, learn from it. And then, you know, I think throughout the week, we've definitely had that, that mindset of wanting to improve, want to be better. So I think that's been something that's been universal throughout the team. What was it like watching awful film when you were playing oh, at Wake Forest? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. I mean, when you come in and you know, especially if you know things were put on tape that you're going to be ashamed of or that you know that some of your teammates have done. I mean, I've had my share of not-so-great film sessions where I've been called out for a thing here or there, but I've had some teammates, man, that have been just – you get uncomfortable – uh, with some of the stuff that gets said and gets shown during film sessions. Man, I had a wide receiver one time, uh, and his blocking was just horrific. And he got – it was bad. And it was kind of like a compound type of thing, and, and it was uncomfortable. So, yeah, it, it can be really bad, man, especially when you know going into it. Like, if I knew I didn't have a good game, I was not looking forward to Monday. And sometimes I used to go up because I coach – a lot of times he would put the grade sheets – um, in the offensive lineman room that you could come see before you went uh, to our meetings and all the stuff we were going to have that evening. So a lot of times if I was walking past the football building, I would have a lot of anxiety, to be frank, sometimes. And so I would go look at the sheet to see what my score was. Yeah. And if my score wasn't that great, I'd be like, man, this is this is going to stink. But That'd then if I, if I felt like I had done good and I got a good grade, I'd be like, okay, then it puts sure. a little more pep in your step. But – yeah, it's, it's it's not fun, man, especially if you know the team mm-hmm. uh, as a whole and different things like that, man. It, it's not good. All right, so who are the anxiety-ridden Wes Bryants going to the <laughs> coach's room with whoever their coach is, and then they're about to go through a film session? Because we know about the offensive line. It, it'll be easy to suggest Michael Jordan has to be real anxious. Yes. Any right guard is going to be anxious. Iki Kwanu going to have to be anxious as well. Yeah. Is there anybody else that we're not talking about as much that might be anxious? Uh, maybe a couple of the defensive backs, maybe some of the defenders that missed some tackles like a Deion Jones. I would say probably yeah. he is because he's, he knows he's a guy that's kind of expendable. And so he knows like, all right, man, if I'm not out here doing my job, what they, what they pay me to do, I could be let go and they could bring somebody else in, in my place. So I think he would be a guy that you look at. 
Uh, Jamie Robinson, maybe not so much, but it's also anxious because he's a rookie and he wants to make an impact and he knows that he's probably not going to start. He knows he's not going to start barring an injury. And some missed tackles look worse than other missed tackles. Yeah. And his yeah. was a little – and because just sometimes the position you're in, it looks like you're not giving effort. I felt like Jamie Robinson's missed tackle kind of looked like that. Because yeah. I think the play snuck up on him a little bit. And then he's like, oh, okay, I don't know where to dive. And by the time he figures it out, I think it was the same play Brandon Smith (laughs) missed his tackle, right? So Brandon Smith, he just completely whiffs, but it's not for lack of effort. He just completely misses him. Jamie Robinson, I think he's not ready for the suddenness, Uh and then he's trying to figure out what to do, and then bye. And I think it was funny, too, during the broadcast when Steve Smith pointed out Shai Smith, uh, he missed. I think he missed a block, and then he tried to come back in, and he threw what Steve Smith called a chicken wing, and then he got hurt on that play. And Steve Smith was like, "You can't hurt when you quartering. You can't get hurt when you quartering your chicken wing right there." <laughs> <laughs> and the real thing is, too, the funny part, and I say this, and, and, and we'll get to the flash, but uh, when you can hear the dull roar or the dull noises from your teammates when something bad happens on the play (laughs) and they haven't gotten to it yet. Like if it's multiple things and they're going down the line and you can hear your teammates like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. And then you know it's coming to you. You're like, all right. I mean, well, that's what Robert (laughs) Sala's talking about in the Hard Knocks. He's talking about the silent film. Big silent film guy. Robert Sala is. Mm -hmm. When I want to watch this film, What's it going to tell me? What do you want to show on the silent film? It's like Charlie Chaplin up in there with all the silent film that they're watching <laughs> with the Jets organization. 704-570-9610. Hit it, Fitty. You're going to be fire or fizzle. Go ahead. What are you giving me? All right. There you go. You can give me the drums. I saw you make that face. I didn't know what I was going to get. All right. I did want to get to some of the most famous people listeners have ever met. Bradley Blanks. <laughs> He wrote in Dennis Rodman, which is a good one. Just watch the back. I thought he would have said Billy Blanks. Um, Could have been that, too. But he wrote in Dennis Rodman instead. Uh, We got a couple of other ones. Uh, 704 said Johnny Unitas, Ray Lewis, Cal Ripken. I saw that. I was like, was he at the Football Hall of Fame or something? All right. So there's got to be, yeah, got to be Baltimore. Baltimore Baltimore-based dude right there with Unitas, Ray Lewis, and Cal Ripken. We're scrolling. We're scrolling. We're trying to find some other guys. Who's Seth Avid? See a part of the Avid brothers? That's my only guess. Maybe so. That's not it's not our lane, Wes. Not really our lane right there. <laughs> yes, he we're, is. We're just he gonna <laughs> we're just gonna call it what it is. We can get to some more of those in just a moment. But first, we gotta go to the Fitty Flash. What you got, Fitty? It's alright to be little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fitty. Why? Well, Shohei Otani may not have pitched last night for the Angels, but he still played a major role in their 2-0 win over Texas as he launched his 42nd home run. I saw a ESPN analytic guy come up with a contract based on his value as a pitcher and a hitter and what that contract could look like. He came up with a 12-year deal worth $730 million. Sounds about right. Myron Goodman is not happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) He is not here for anybody getting paid over, I think, $400 million (laughs) in our text exchange that we had. $730, but this this is the real question, though. Does he deserve to have two contracts combined because he is a phenomenal pitcher and a phenomenal hitter? 
I'm really trying to figure out the math, which is why I got into this business. That's why a lot of people get into this business is so you don't have to do math. <laughs> At the same time, if you are like, what does a pitcher of that level get on the open market? What does a hitter of that level get on the open market? And if you aren't missing starts, right? We know about his injury history a little bit, but he's past that now. He's going to win the MVP as long as he doesn't have another injury here. He might have already just locked it up. Do you pay him like 200 or two separate $300 million contracts? Here we are at 730. To me, it does make that sense, despite how simple it sounds. You know, Aaron Judge, who had 62 home runs last year, got a $42 million contract. So that, that that's the power hitter money. Mm-hmm. You're starting pitchers like Scherzer and Verlander got 43. Are you talking about per year averages? Per year. So, you mean, he's going to demand, I would say, at a bare minimum, Forty million a year, bare minimum. Oh, that's—he's not even coming to the table for that. Forty million? I mean, he could—he could justify getting paid sixty million. Yeah, I think a year. the starting point for him is fifty. The, the floor is six hundred total, right? Yeah. The, yeah. The floor. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> fifty to sixty to me is the the starting point. Guys, it's real simple. Okay, let's just be the best baseball player of all time, one of the best hitters in the game, and best pitchers in the game, and we can all get six hundred million. And do whatever we I want. I mean, if I'm a team, Simple. I just give him a blank check, tell him to write his number down. Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. That sounds good to me. Let's move on. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about some college football. ESPN position you. Anytime I try to deem a college wide receiver you or defensive back you, it's like one of the weirder things that texters push back on. No, my school is this you. All right. Well, <laughs> ESPN ranked them all. So we'll get the definitive answer on position U's coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Still getting some great responses on celebrities that people have met. 803 number says he got to meet the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was the governor of California while fighting wildfires in California. Wow, Raquel Chad. Thanks for, I guess, Thank you the for service, your service that he put in, right? And the story about meeting the Terminator. Uh, Antoine says Michael Jordan, Kevin Garnett, and Reggie Miller. That I sounds mean, that's, like he might have met them at a poker table gambling, maybe. Well, and, and if he did, then I wish I was at that poker table. You're talking about three of my favorite players. Like, I don't know what kind of list. Maybe top ten. Mm-hmm. 
But three of my favorites of all time. And yeah, then, that's right. Love Reggie, love KG, and how could you not love the go? Then last one, Spence says that he used to valet at Capitol Grill uptown on the quietest night ever. White Rover pulls up and out jumps <laughs> Derek Jeter. Says he almost fainted. All right, so here's a good collection. Gator Bates. When I was in the service industry, I had the honor of waiting on Johnny Damon, Sally Field, Dominique Wilkins, Chris Kattan, Pudge, Ivan Rodriguez, Michael Rappaport, Greg Kinnear, and others I can't remember. That is a hell of a group of wow. celebrities all together from the uh, waiting industry that Gator Bates used to work. That it is. And now let's go to the campus. Kona. ESPN, a little while back, put out a list of different positions and which schools put out the best players from said positions. They did top tens for every single one of them and they call it position you now their stats and information comb through data on every team dating back to 1998 looking at key markets key markers of greatness at each position they awarded points for college production nfl draft selections and nfl production the players first five years were taken into account michigan can claim responsibility for tom brady's success for only so long, they said. And so to hit on some of the ACC schools, the quarterbacks, number nine, FSU came in. We know their lineage that they've had there since 1998. Pretty impressive when you talk about Jameis Winston, a Heisman winner. E.J. Manuel was a first-round pick. Christian Ponder was a first-round pick. Jordan Travis this year is a projected first-round pick as well. But to get a couple of the snubs, wanted to throw a little bit in there, in my opinion, when you talk about the bigger programs locally, Clemson. I mean, Taj Boyd is up there as far as top two to three in several of the most important quarterback categories in ACC lore. Trevor Lawrence, we know what he did. Deshaun Watson, also ESPN put in NC State. When you talk about Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Finley, uh, they got Brennan Armstrong that's, that's coming in there now. They talked about if Devin Leary blossoms into an NFL star, but uh, talking about Russell Wilson as well. So uh, that was that. Then you go over to running backs. Well, if we yeah focus on. You want to go on each? Well, you want to yeah, stop after like, each one? I just wanted to talk about NC State a little bit more okay, because yeah. of the phrasing there. It's here we Dude. here's where we offer our annual apology to NC State, as you were mentioning, mm-hmm. and that is the one that is the most obscure. So if you go through all the colleges, it makes sense because these are schools that have a pretty rich co- uh, football history. So. Oklahoma's number one on this list. And then you have USC number two, Oregon three, Alabama four, Ohio State five, Texas six. And then the other one you get to with Louisville, which is true. It's one of the ones where, all right, yeah, I guess you do have some guys. Teddy Bridgewater is the guy that comes to mind. You did have a Brom go to the Carolina Panthers at Mm -hmm. some point when he Mm -hmm. was playing at Louisville. And so even if he didn't do anything for Carolina, you do have, I believe that was Brian Brom who was drafted into the NFL and played for the Carolina Panthers. But NC State, yeah, man, Mike Glennon, Jacoby Brissett, we know about Phillip Rivers. Mm -hmm. We have some guys from NC State reaching the links, and so it is interesting to see that that is the most obscure, and they're right in our own backyard. And I think Rivers was left out because it's dating back to 98. Uh, Fiddy, did you have any issues with this? Should the Carolina Tar Heels have been included in this position you for quarterbacks? Uh, whenever they do this next year, I think they'll find themselves on the list having Drake May because we're going to have, what, two top three picks within the last half decade with Mitch Trubisky, Drake May, Sam Howell projected to be a starter. The NC State one to me is weird. 
because you got Phillip Rivers. Um, Russell Wilson played at Wisconsin. He's a Badger, not a Wolfpack. Right, right. I mean, are we really <laughs> bragging about Jacoby Brissett being and was, Mike Glennon as being pick? as being NFL quarterbacks? All right, so like, they were both third no. round picks. So, so Fiddy, I, I would be here, and, and then no, don't don't throw your mic as if you were to drop it after. A oh, great I'm not point. done. I was just moving. <laughs> no, the thing is, we can't celebrate Mitch Trubisky. And then act like it's weird to celebrate Jacoby Brissett. Right. Right? Uh, Mitch Trubisky played I'm and started in playoff games. Uh, has Jacoby Brissett? So, do you think answer that Mitch, the question? I don't know, honestly. I don't he have has the res- research, but you can't act like Mitchell Trubisky. Fitty. He took, he took the come Bears, on. coached by Matt Nagy, oh. like 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 the Nathaniel okay. Hackett before Nathaniel Hackett. Okay. To the postseason twice. Okay. Tell me you're a homer without being a homer. Come I'm, on, Fitty. You know that Trubisky wasn't hitting on a can but, of beans. And then once they got rid of Nagy, <laughs> nobody could save him. And now in Pittsburgh, nobody could like Trubisky. He was a top three pick. Okay, you got we, Sam Howell going to start in Washington. Drake May is going to be a top three pick. T.J. Yates started playoff games for the Houston Texans, and I believe he won a playoff game for the Houston Texans. All right. They've got a more legitimate case oh, than wow. NC State because Russell Wilson didn't play his entire career for the Wolfpack. Okay. But he played he a couple so of seasons, great. Tom though. O'Brien said, hey, we're good. Go play baseball. Whoa, that, that, Fitty, that's, that's a bit of a, a broad stroke right there. That's ridiculous. The only reason he got rid of him is because he did not want him to play two sports. It wasn't the quality of his play because I believe he started two years at NC State. He was pretty good, man. That's No, I I love it. I did not think, uh, yeah, we're, we're TJ Yates and Trubisky. And, you no, know, I'm with you. Like, right. TJ Yates does have a playoff win under his belt. That is true. Like, hey. it is one of the cooler stats that Houston kept making the playoffs in the AFC South. And then, what was it? Yates filled in because of an injury one time. Matt Schaub. And, right. and they also factor in NFL production, if you were listening to what I said. Which is why, honestly, Clemson probably shouldn't be in here. Because Taj Boyd doesn't have any NFL production. He doesn't. Yeah, right. But so the other two kind of carry that. Well, Trevor and Deshaun, for yeah. sure. But if you only have two, then I don't know how many other. Unless you want to go back to quarterback Jesus, which I'm all here for QB Jesus and Charlie Whitehurst. But the other two, it's why Clemson, despite going to the college football playoff as many times as they have and having multiple championships, I, I don't know if they're going to be in the list when you talk about some of these snubs. All right, and real quick, uh, before we get out of here, the running back position, Miami was number four. I felt like Clemson could have also entered the chat as well. Miami was the number four school, but you talk about Edgen James, McGahee, Portis, Gore, oh, well-warranted there. Wide receivers, Florida State was number seven. Uh, when you talk Rashad Green and, and Quan Bowden and some of those guys, I'm not sure Bowden was into the mix with that. I think he might have been a little bit before this, but Kelvin Benjamin, they've had a lot of great receivers. I also thought Clemson could have been in that one too when you talk about Sammy Watkins, Nuke Hopkins, Mike Williams, T. Higgins, uh, and a host of others. But that's good debate. Uh, we've got a lot more of those that we can go through, but the quarterbacks definitely got us uh, going in here. The running back is what you should be arguing North Carolina should be mentioned here with. The running back position. <laughs> that's the one. You spent all of your takes and all of your anger on the QB. Running back, you actually have a case here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised that I took shots at NC State. I'm, I should, I'm not. I'm I not, sent right. you highlights with none of their dramatic wins over my team in the last five years. Alright, well, when we come back we're going to talk nc state team week continues jordan adams joins us here on sports radio 92.7 wfnz
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 